Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. A Limerick mother is calling for the Minister for Health, Simon Harris, to resign after her 21-year-old daughter died three hours after being discharged from University Hospital Limerick. Eve Cleary uh, fell in July last year, spent 23 hours on a trolley and died from a blood clot in her leg which travelled to her heart. Live 95's Rebecca O'Sullivan has been talking to her mother, Melanie Sheehan. Oh, Eve was a phenomenal daughter. She was full of fun. And with Eve, she always saw the the bright side of things. She was always in good form, laughing. She was a great sister, as well as a daughter. With with me, we were always together. I used to meet her on her lunch break from work, and we just went into town together. did normal mother and daughter things. We were friends as well as mother and daughter. So you had a very close relationship with her? Very close. I had Eve when I was 18, so Eve was 21 and I just turned 40 in July as well. So we were more like sisters than mother and daughter at times. And what kind of things was Eve interested in? Um, Eve loved her job. She was working in Shoe in Bedford Row for four years. She was a supervisor there. She loved her work. She loved going to concerts and she loved getting tattoos and she had a lot of piercings. She would have been a massive alternative team fan. You know, she loved Pokemon as well. She used to collect Pokemon toys. She actually went to the Pokemon Festival in Germany, so she was a massive fan of Pokemon. Now, in July of last year, Eve suffered a fall in the city centre. What exactly happened that day? That was on the 19th of July. She actually was walking towards our car. Uh, it was right across from the lock. There was a coffee shop there at the corner. It was raining heavily and there was something on the ground and she slipped. She landed fully on her leg and we thought it was broken. So we brought her out to UHL. And what happened and, from there? Um, She was brought in at around 5 to 10 to 5 to 10 that night. Um, She was waiting till I think it was 5 o'clock that morning for an x-ray and then she was moved to a trolley at around 11.30am. She had a CT scan on the leg because the x-ray was inconclusive. They couldn't, there was too much swelling there to see if there was a broken bone or what it was, whatever was wrong, they couldn't see it. So the leg has been getting bigger and bigger. They were very worried, you know, whether it was a, a broken bone or but about half three on the 20th. So this would have been the following day. She went to the ward and she was uh, there till 8.30 that night and she was told she could go home, that everything was clear. So Eve had asked, you know, are you sure? Because at this point her leg felt numb. She was saying her toes were numb and the back of her leg was very sore and it was very swollen. She was told just to rest it and go home. So we took her home. That night at about quarter past 11, Eve had said she was tired. She wanted to go to bed, so we said goodnight to her. She went to bed and at about quarter to 12, her fiancé, Mark, called me. Uh, it was a frantic call, you know, Mel. And we went up and Eve was struggling on the stairs to keep her eyes open. And she had her first suspected cardiac arrest at that point. And um, Mark and Eve's dad resuscitated Eve and she actually, the ambulance arrived and she was speaking to us. She had spoke to me and I think she knew at that point that she was coming to the end of her life because she told me, sorry, she was very sorry. She said, ma'am, I'm so sorry. 
and unfortunately Eve had a suspected second cardiac arrest and she never recovered. She was pronounced dead at 1.50am on the 21st of July. To go in for a fall and then this isn't the result that you expect? No, because even when you imagine as a mother when they tell you, you know, your firstborn child is gone, that you scream and... But I didn't. I don't think I knew what was going on. I, I still expected when I went home for Eve to still be at home. And unfortunately, like, it was like a dream, you know, that it just felt I was in someone else's nightmare that it wasn't real. And when did the reality of the situation begin to set in for yourself? I think it started to really hit me hard when I saw my son, who was 14, shoulder her coffee. And my other children, um, they're all girls, my Eve's other four sisters were putting her highlighter on and stuff. And I suppose when I saw them telling her goodbye. Well, I can't imagine the the feelings, the overwhelming sense of grief, the the shock of it all. It It's just, it's so unexpected. And uh, this wasn't what was predicted when she was discharged. No, not at all. It was just we... We thought it was just be uh, maybe she was more concerned about work than anything, and we were saying to her, you know, well, a few days and you'll be back in work again. And I never, never thought anything like this. People always say that, oh, it's not our family, but mm. it does unfortunately happen to people like us. We're told she was fine, you know, and we expected her to be fine. Was it a blood clot that, it was, that um, led her, to the... Yeah, her cause of death was um, extensive PE. So the blood clot travelled from her the back of her calf to her thigh, uh, up to her pelvis, her liver, and went to the lungs and the heart. And was this in relation to medication that she was on? She was on the pill, um, Marviol, but really she had no problems for two mm-hmm. years on the pill. But clots can be associated with mm-hmm. the pill, mm-hmm. but normally it wouldn't be after two years from what I've been told. It's been approximately six months since Eve has passed away. How have you coped in the interim? It will be six months on the 21st of January. And to be honest, I've got involved in the Midwest uh, Hospital campaign and I've gotten involved in a group called HSE, not for me as well. And I found meeting other people has helped me to cope with the gigantic loss of Eve. Um, it saves me sitting on my hands, you know, and do nothing. I feel with the march that's on the 1st of February that I can get out as Eve's family. I, I think f- for us, we have to speak out, you know, where Eve is concerned because she was too special to be forgotten. The most difficult part of all is that her death was unnecessary. It could have been prevented. Yeah, that was the most difficult pill to swallow, to be told that. It shouldn't have happened or the thought was treatable. I mean, it was the case of a drip would have prevented all of this happening. That's what we were told with, uh, in our meeting with UHL. But so good to us now. Like, she's, she won't come. She's never coming back. Melanie, there is a general election coming up and you have called for the Minister for Health, Simon Harris, to resign. Yes. Why? Because I don't think he was ever qualified for this job. I know he inherited this health system but I feel it's gotten worse it's just this trolley crisis again and in July the figures were through the roof again when Eve died so I just think he's not qualified for the job I think someone that we need someone new someone fresh that wants that has the hunger for change
Is there anything else that you would like to add, Melanie, or any message that you would like to get out there? I would just like to say that if everyone would stand with us on this march on the 1st of February, show solidarity that this can never happen again. I would never want to see this happen to another mother or another family ever again. Melanie Sheehan there uh, talking about the tragic death of her daughter Eve uh, to uh, Live 95's Rebecca O'Sullivan and uh, a listener says uh, Joe, listening to Melanie I get shivers down my spine I went into UHL while pregnant with chest pain it turned out I had clots on my lungs which is rare and I didn't realise how serious the situation was at the time the hospital didn't let me go until they ruled it out and everyone was surprised as I didn't have all the symptoms and could easily have been sent home It was a marginal call. They kept me. Turned out they saved my life. It was serious. The clots would have contributed to uh, travel or burst my lungs. I have huge sympathy for Melanie and her family. Shocking tragedy. But reminds me how lucky I was, thanks to those at UHL. And I went on to have a beautiful baby, uh, says uh, Sarah in uh, Raheen. Um, Mags has been listening as well. Joe, um, a very tragic situation, uh, but I think it is unfair for the minister to be blamed for every tragedy. It's awful listening to Melanie and sympathies to her. Um, but like all health issues and scandals, the minister personally can't be forced to resign. It's the system that needs to be tackled to support people better. He is head of that, but it's a much larger issue than just having Simon Harris step down. Uh, whoever replaces him will be in exactly the same situation, says. Uh, Mags uh, and we were in touch with the UL Hospitals Group on this as well and they say we would like to express our sincere sympathy to Eve's family on their terrible loss. UL Hospitals Group is treating this matter with the utmost seriousness we continue to liaise directly with Eve's family and an internal investigation has begun. It would be inappropriate to comment further at this. Call Limerick today now on 461995.